live from New York, or well, reported in New York. It's the Adobe and Teardrops podcast, your pal, Rachel Post, bringing you all the alt-country, rock and roll, roots music, and more that I think sounds good. It's the Adobe and Teardrops podcast. We're recording this about two weeks early, so yeah. <laughs> if there's any major current events that would be pertinent to Juneteenth between uh, now and then, and hopefully there won't be, or at least any yeah. ones. Yeah. Hopefully. That's why we're not talking about it. <laughs> yes. So thank you so much for having me on, and I'm a big admirer of yours, you know, and I, I really appreciate what you're doing to elevate queer voices and yeah I'm just I'm just I'm just really glad that you're that you that you exist that your podcast exists really (laughs) yeah especially in the Americana like roots folk space yes and I hope it's clear for anyone who might be listening to Adobe and Teardrops for the first time because this is the Juneteenth episode it'll be out on June 18th we're using this episode to focus on and celebrate Black, queer, trans artists, but certainly we, I strive to feature as many yes. voices as possible throughout the year as well. So this is certainly yes. not a one-time yes. thing, it but I can see how not. someone might look at the playlist and think that. So I just wanted to say that off the jump. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 Rachel's, Rachel's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I think Juneteenth is, it's a perfect time to, to talk about queer, people of color, Black, those of us who are descendants of, of slavery, queer artists who do this kind of music because it's not really, you know, it's, 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 not, it's not really mainstream. It's not really placed at the forefront as maybe some other, some, some other genres of music. And, you know, it's, it's, it's roots music. And I think now more than ever, getting back to that, being grounded in that. I know it has kept me, particularly as a, as a Black queer artist, grounded and sane. And, you know, I, I, I'm really eager to, to hear other artists, too, and, and their contributions to, to the genre. Before we get into the music and your music, I yeah. know that you are a Chicago-based musician. I feel like your music, or just to backtrack, Holly, who runs the Black Opry, which is another incredible mm-hmm. resource for mm-hmm. Black roots musicians, mentioned on Twitter, like music coming from like an astral plane. <laughs> and like, I haven't been able to get that out of my head because I think it's true. And I feel yeah. like your music is sort of like transcendent and lives between a lot of different traditionally defined genres like I hear a lot of pop in addition to blues and folk and rap and hip-hop you know a little bit everything because yeah we are all made up of a little bit of everything that we encounter and yeah and I was wondering if you could uh, talk a little bit more about your musical background or anything else because other than interacting on Twitter this is the first time we're talking so I'd love to hear a little bit more about you and whatever you're comfortable sharing 
That's true. So, so yeah, I am, I am based in Chicago and I've, I've been in Chicago for a little over a decade. I'm originally from Washington, D.C. proper. And I grew up in Southeast D.C. And I would say music wise, I mean, like there's, there's go-go music. So there's, there's funk, there's, and I think in, in D.C. in particular, like go-go music derives from, derives from funk. And that was probably a major influence for me going, growing up. And, you know, D.C. at the time was, they called it like Chocolate City because it was like, it was like 60, 70% Black. And it's just like, was just such a big part of my, my, my upbringing. Like, it, I mean, whether you, you know, whether you could sing or not, it's just, it's just, it's just there, right? It's just, it's always on and the house and the radio when you go out like somebody's caught like it's just it's 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 out there or or people are like even in school like people would just like would would be like on a desk and it'll just like you know like use their fists and their wrists to like pop a beat and you just start like you know you just start you start start going and so I got a lot of exposure like and I think I took to blues and I think I took to jazz because I really, really like love Nina Simone. And, you know, my mom introduced me to her music really when I was really, really young and, and Billie Holiday. And so I was really, and then I discovered like Cassandra Wilson. I discovered like these, these like black, these black, these black artists with, particularly women with these very deep, like husky, unconventional, but distinctive voices. And that just like was everything to me. I remember when I first heard Nina Simone, I couldn't like, you know, I couldn't place the gender. Like I couldn't, initially I was like, I, was, I, I remember I, I heard, I first heard like, who am I? And I was just kind of like, you know, there was something very uh, androgynous about her voice that I just, I, I, I just loved and very just kind of like haunting. And I would say the darkness, I would say, I would say probably, yeah, the darkness of blues. I mean, it's just, you know, it's depression. It really is. Like it's downtrodden. It's the blues. Like you're feeling blue. Really, I think, express a lot of emotions that I've I was feeling at the time and that I think that I've really been feeling throughout my life. And I tend to like, yeah, for like a better term, like do kind of a folk R&B thing. But I, I really think what I do is folk roots music because I think, I think at least the genres that I play with come from that. Yeah, I mean... I think what you said puts the three songs you chose for this episode into context totally. So <laughs> looking forward to exploring them as we get there. Yeah, I mean, so one of the reasons we chose this particular date is because you are releasing a new single the day this podcast is out called yes. Forward. It's an acoustic, straight down traditional blues, blues song that I wrote. And it's about, it's about looking forward. So it's, it's speaking directly to the past year or more than a year and a half, a couple of years of what it has meant and what it has been to be Black in America 
and to to be afraid for your life all the time and to see yourself and to see members of your community, your, your brothers, your sisters, your, your uncles, your cousins shot down and profiled. And then like, how do we move forward from that? It's not a happy song, but what I tried to convey was pain and perseverance. The first verse is kind of dedicated to Black, Black women and the second to Black men, and then the third to Black people. It's a drudge, but it's a forward one, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so that is, that, that's what I was thinking behind forward, and that's what I was trying to convey with it. Yeah, and then <laughs> in a similar vein, for Patreon subscribers, they'll also listen to MTF from your EP American Descendant of Slavery. Descendant of Slavery. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. So I picked that because you had sent it to me a couple months ago, but because I had just written about another song of yours, I wanted to space things out a little bit. So now you have like a whole hour of a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. MTF. Male to female. So that is a song dedicated to Black trans women. It's not my personal story, but it was inspired by a collection of experiences that I have encountered from my trans friends. And I just kind of wanted to bring, (laughs) you know, to bring, bring focus to the systemic inequality that Black trans women in particular face, particularly with regard to surviving and sex work, and then also, frankly, how the prison system treats treats you when you are a transitioning individual. So I, as a gay cisgender man, obviously haven't ex- haven't experienced that, but but I have those who are very close to me who have and wanted to dedicate a song for them. Yeah, so I'm sorry that the two I picked for this episode are so heavy, <laughs> but definitely check out more of Terry's music. To I mean, you know, range. yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's not like my catalog. It, you know, my catalog's pretty. It's pretty intense and on the heavy side. It's, I don't do a ton of like upbeat happy music. I mean, I, I do like you know I do tackle a lot of serious heavy topics. So. It's not your fault. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's it's also me. But I also think like, you know, Rachel, I think it's just reflective of the time we're in. Mm-hmm. I know some people would rather hear things that are like much more upbeat. Totally get that. But I, you know, there are those of us who, <laughs> you know, who who process things differently. And, right. and you know, music is very therapeutic for me, at least. And I, I, I try to be really authentic and true to, you know, what's going on now and how I feel about it. And, and, you know, not, not really pulling any punches on that. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I think everyone will see as we navigate through uh, the songs we both chose, like, they all hit very hard, but the end of the playlist ends on like a more uplifting. (laughs) Yeah. So let's listen to Terry's songs. And then afterwards, Terry will talk about why he chose Chris Matthews' prodigal, 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 (laughs) prodigal son (laughs) from uh, Chris's most recent album, Changemakers. (sighs) 
Tell my sister to stay strong. Remember, tell my sister to stay strong. I know the system done my sister wrong. Tell my brother, always watch your back. See you. 
Chris like spoke directly to me and uh, like other like okay like so many so many of us who so many of us young gay (laughs) men or young boys at the time who have been deeply 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 worried and like full of full of like anxious and 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 self-hate and self-doubt about who we are and 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 coming out, especially, you know, in, in our communities and like the 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 risk <laughs> that that takes and the journey to self-love. I mean, it's as if, I mean, I'm not from Tennessee, but still like, you know, and I, I, I but but this is like this 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 is my story. Like it it it, it is it is my story and so many others that I know I'm, that was my best friend's story it is just it's it's literally what it it it, it cap encapsulates and and it captures exactly what it is to be um a young black person young black queer person gay person sexual minority person and the black community and 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 trying to come to terms with who you are and 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 trying to seek seek self-love learn what that is, learn acceptance, seek acceptance. It is literally like, it, it crystallizes the journey of coming out. And then in the case of Alison Russell, who's up next, this album Outside Child is so vulnerable and intimate in mm. all the best ways possible. So I had said on the May 28th episode a couple weeks ago that it, it was like a music roundup for everything that was released in May. And I said, I need a little more time with this album <laughs> so I can mm-hmm. like speak about it more intelligently. And I'll say, mm-hmm. I think I'm still going to need a lot more time with it. But mm-hmm. just for some backstory, Allison Russell, who was is in Birds in Chicago and one of the four members of Our Native Daughters, mm-hmm. just released a solo album that focuses a lot on her childhood abuse and coming to terms with it and you know growing into an adult so there are a lot of very heavy themes in the album but I would say the lyrics are not explicit for anyone who might be concerned about being triggered with it you know it's alluded to but I think I found in a way that would not necessarily trigger somebody (laughs) but I want to put that out there in case anyone's considering listening to it 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 might be a little too fresh for you to reckon with So with that being said, (laughs) there are also a lot of queer themes here. And 
I'm not sure if Allison was publicly out in her music before this, but mm-hmm. because it's Pride, I wanted to play the song Persephone, which, mm-hmm. as you'll hear, is about running, you know, escaping the house for a little bit to spend some time with your yes, your <laughs> yes. <laughs> girlfriend. Might, your sounds like might be too strong a word for this arrangement. This song. <laughs> yes, but yes, the, yeah, the, yeah, 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 the one you're with. Yes, the person you're, you're, <laughs> the one you're with, yeah. at night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we will also, for Patreon subscribers, listen to all of the women, which again, I'm still like listening to this album and unpacking it. I think I'm going to need like another five or six listens for it to really enter my brain. But I, it also felt very relevant mm-hmm. here. Uh, mm-hmm. So these two songs are from Outside Child. And then we'll listen to Amethyst Kia's Wild Turkey off of Wary and Strange, which is out today when you listen to it. Blood on my shirt, two red buttons, might have killed me that time. Oh, if I'd let him, he's slow and he's drunk and he Lost his grip on me Now I'm running down La Rue Saint-Paul Trying to get out from the wet of it all Can't flag a cop Cause I know he won't stop I go see Persephone Tap, tap, tapping on your window screen Gotta let me in Persephone Feet of 
She's never coming back No, she's never coming back Body and water for days and days Hopes for a safe return My hopes in vain Cause she's never coming back No, she's never coming back When I was seven I pretended not to care Stayed up for years to escape despair When your soul dies You just can't hide it Everyone can take circuits for my backbone cause she's never coming back no she's never coming back wild turkey in the car seat the bottle's empty I hope it gave her some relief cause she's never coming back no she's never coming back Pretended not to care Stayed numb 
for years to escape despair. Let's get into Wild Turkey. What speaks to you about it? Oh my gosh. This this brought me to tears. Yeah, Amethyst Kia is just a powerhouse anyway. Like, like on her like on her worst day. She's <laughs> yeah. just she's just just like she's just in, incredible out of this world. It's like thought provoking and 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 smart and 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 tr- and true and gritty and but but beautiful but like ugly beautiful but like beautifully ugly but like like just everything I want to be when I grow up <laughs> like she's just she's just just everything and this particular song I believe is about her mom died in the Tennessee River I believe and it is. It's just, it is, it's, it's, it's incredibly, it's incredibly haunting, but I think, I, I think, I think what spoke to me most about it is how one perseveres through loss and how loss changes you and how loss, you know, reckons with you and like creeps over you like a shadow forever and ever. It's something you got to learn to kind of live with but that it like gives you a perspective that nothing else can. And I think, you know, I think this is a side to Amethyst Ikea that, you know, speaking about the whole human being, the whole like black queer identity, like what it means to like deal with loss. And, you know, at, at an age where you like try to, <laughs> try to put on a brave face, frankly, <sighs> frankly, far younger than you should have to, I think it's perfect. And like in connection with kind of Juneteenth, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I don't, I don't think, right, the, the, the ability to sort of 
to be liberated from slavery is the same as the ability to be, you know, liberated from loss. But I think in terms of like the difficulty of, of wrestling with your identity, like what loss means, how it changes you, how you like come to wrestle with it. I think that's very much what it's like, I think for many black and for many black queer people of color on like a day-to-day basis, like whether it's, whether it's some, someone that you lost or something that you lost or just like whatever. Like, I think that's, I think that's a day-to-day thing. And I think while Turkey, like, <laughs> and the best way that I've ever heard, like, des- des- describes that, des- describes the, like, turmoil and the difficulty and the, frankly, the melancholy of, yeah, of it, of it all. Yeah, I'm thinking about it and I'm just, like, so excited to hear the rest of this album. The third single that's out is Hangover Blues, which she recorded Mm-hmm. for her like first EP and I'm excited to see how all these songs sound with like a full studio treatment yeah and, you know Wild Turkey is one that I've heard her play over a few years now acoustically and yeah yeah it hits every every time doesn't it doesn't it hit yeah. you every time yeah it just uh, I don't know it's I feel like you know for particularly for Juneteenth like I don't know I feel like it, mm-hmm. it really I, uh, I I feel like I feel like it's I feel like it's it's I feel like it's perfect so yeah you know I'm actually realizing we should probably stop and talk about what Juneteenth is okay. <laughs> I know like more places are increasingly making it an official holiday so for example I'm gonna yeah. have the Friday before Juneteenth off as a city employee that's like an exciting step but I think it also doesn't you know doesn't raise awareness or the right kind of awareness or like I'm thinking like oh cool like I have an extra long weekend I should take advantage of it but that's not like what the purpose of recognizing this holiday (laughs) should be so yeah yeah, let's talk about what it is would you like me to talk about my understanding of it or do you want to uh go into it yeah you can you can you can go yeah why don't you yeah why don't you go yeah (laughs) sure so so my understanding of Juneteenth as a former high school history teacher it was it was originally celebrated in Texas by black community there because mm-hmm. they had been working on a plantation for something like 20 years after the emancipation proclamation maybe more than 20 but you know the white people around them had conveniently forgotten to tell them so <laughs> that the emancipation proclamation was a thing so when the word spread to this community in Texas. There had been a celebration in commemoration of that day, that June 19th, ever since. But now, you know, one year after the death of George Floyd, there are more local Mm -hmm. governments who are trying to find ways to recognize Black history in other ways, in addition to, you know, February and Martin Luther King Jr. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. Ideally, this is one way to call attention to it, but I worry that people are going to think, oh, it's the Emancipation Proclamation and not, it's the celebration of people finally finding out the truth that was being hidden from them. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, 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 hidden, yeah, like, like, hidden is definitely right, like, 
So it was Galveston Bay, Texas, I believe. And and the the Juneteenth, the 10th part is June 19th of 1865. So that's like two years after the Emancipation Proclamation, which was, you know, 1863. I believe it was like some 2000 Union troops arrived in Galveston Bay, Texas and announced that like, you know, like black people in the state were free, right? By, by executive decree. And it's, it's, it's been come to known as, as Juneteenth. And, you know, last year with George Floyd, it definitely gained a lot of, a lot of awareness. And I like to see that in like this year, more awareness, and then hopefully years to come, like more and more awareness. Yes, Rachel, like February is not like the only year that like <laughs> that like black history like uh, occurs, or it's not the only the only month. It's not the only month that that people should just be aware of black history. Black history happens all the happen at all the time, like all times of the you know all times. Like it's not it's not limited to a month, and and it's it's something that I think people should should keep in mind. And also, yeah, like the legacy of slavery is real. And, uh, and I think in a time when people are, you know, some people are, are trying to suppress conversations about slavery and, and reparations and, you know, how like, if you are a descendant of, of slavery in the United States, how like that Black experience is distinct and, and, and different from others, right? And, and, has resulted in a lifetime of challenges and disadvantages, systemic ones, right? That, that, that have never been repaired. I think Emancipation Day or Juneteenth is just like one little itsy bitsy tiny step, right? At one recognizing or acknowledging history, right? Acknowledging the like, <laughs> that's a thing, right? Like, but then hopefully pushing the conversation forward, right? For, for, getting people in this country to realize what what it means right what it means to be a, a descendant of slavery what liberation really means what freedom really means particularly when you are a descendant of ancestors who were who were enslaved and yes two years after the emancipation proclamation you, you know there were there were there were people in Galveston Bay Texas you know still going about the ways that things were and and by, and by design that that w- that was not you know an accident thank you for correcting me i mean clearly this is why we need more <laughs> awareness around it i worry that it's going to become part because it's a holiday yeah, where people will have vacation that. it will kind of be misremembered in the same way that like there's all the mythology around columbus day that it took like a good <sighs> 20 to 30 years of like teacher activism to kind of debunk, you know, yep. in the wake of the 500 year anniversary in 1992. I think that became a much more common thing to talk about in social studies classrooms. When yeah. Martin Luther King Jr., I think a lot of people still like sort of, you know, like he gave the I have a dream speech and then he was yes. assassinated the next day. <laughs> yeah, and it's like captured. there's a lot more. A and that we just won't talk about his Vietnam War activism or anything like that. Like, absolutely. Again, that's, that's also starting to become more, I think, common discourse or just like the fact that like, what if the holiday was instead like the, the massacre in Tulsa and it was a day of mourning? Mm. 
positioned absolutely. as a day of mourning, right? Yes, I, I, it, it, you're, you're spot on. You're absolutely spot on, Rachel. I agree with all that 150. percent And I think that you know, I think, I, I think people are starting to. I'd like to think people are are starting to think differently about certain certain holidays and are at least while it's like new enough, I feel like we have an opportunity now to really like make sure people's like their framing and their thinking of like Juneteenth is is right and like rooted from like uh, an educated place, not one of it's just kind of like a, a day off. It's like, what? No. And uh, I think, you know, it's not something that's celebrated everywhere, but I think where it, where it is celebrated, right? Like, like the, that that was a specific choice, right? It be, being being made, and it's it's certainly not required. But like when you when you make the choice, right? Whether it be, you know, where you, where you work, like your municipality, or you know, many companies who are who are doing it, like when you make that choice, being very clear about why, like you make the choice to observe this holiday, and I I think. You know, I, I think that's I think that's a start. That's a start, right? That's a that's a start. I I'm hoping that this creates more opportunities for like for history and particularly the you know the history of, of slavery to be like discussed like more in schools and like not suppressed and like you know like the 19 project and, and those things like mm-hmm. that like more and more and more of that right like not less of that not like running away from it not like not not like that like confronting it right and and also like dealing with as I said like the the present modern day effects of those things because like history doesn't happen in a vacuum and it doesn't just kind of like remain to the like time it was it like reverberates and reverberates and reverberates and reverberates and reverberates the present so (laughs) yeah and I think another important historical anniversary unfortunately the week that we're recording is the anniversary of George Floyd's death George Floyd yeah and yeah I think it would be interesting to talk about this song taxidermy in that context because I feel like a lot of the posts on social media that I had seen and I chose not to share about it because it just kind of felt weird to me like but there's just something kind of like niggling in the back of my brain about the way people were writing about his murder and the way that a lot of songs that have come out since like it felt like there was something missing and I couldn't quite put my finger on it and Mm. I feel like Jet Holden's song taxidermy really (laughs) filled that space that I felt I was niggling at me and mm-hmm. you'll you'll hear in the song he talks about how he doesn't want to be like a picture on somebody's social media account or mm-hmm. you know he doesn't want to be like tragedy porn yeah it, it really took my <coughs> breath away yeah I really so gasped when I heard this song you know my best friend and I were were talking about this kind of emergence of what he called like what he called black trauma porn Mm -hmm. and and I really that really that's that struck me because I'm like oh my god that is like that's 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 really like a thing like Mm -hmm. that's like that's that's like that's 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 like that's really a thing particularly like here in, in in America and it's like 
I think, you know, I think it diminishes, God, it diminishes the significance of the value, the legacy, like it, it's, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a problem. And I, I think, I think people rely on artists though, like, you know, like thank, thank goodness for Jeff, right? Like, cause I think, like, I think our society relies on artists to kind of like bring us back to center sometimes, right? And like, and, and to like course correct and like clarify, like, wait, this is what you're doing. This is what it should be. This is what it, <laughs> this is what it is. This is what it means. Get back to that, right? Like, so yeah, I completely, I completely agree with you. Yeah, before I listen to it, just again to like lighten things up a, a little bit. I'd heard this song about a month ago and I really wanted to have it on the podcast, but I wasn't sure if Jet was out as a musician. <laughs> Something I've talked about with other people in the past where like you can be out in your personal life, but you don't necessarily want to be out professionally, just like because this is a bigger conversation, but people don't want to be like put into boxes especially the person I'm thinking of is Izzy Heltai who's a trans man and he didn't want to be like he wanted the music to be paid attention to on its merit and not because he was a trans folk singer which I think is totally fair it's sort of like the opposite problem where like people are just looking for like trying to find anybody who they could like check off their diversity box not like he was ashamed of being queer and he didn't want to be like it's not like he was like oh I'm only gonna be pigeonholed in like three publications if I'm out he just wanted the music to kind of tell its own story first before he went into that backstory. And so yeah. I wasn't sure yeah. if Jet was in the same position. So I checked yeah. with him and with Holly from Black Opry who tipped me off to Jet. And according to Jet, he said he never wants to be come out of a closet ever again and to shout it from the rooftops. So yeah. that's yeah. why we're playing him for this Pride episode. <laughs> I'll believe my life matters to you When I'm more than taxidermy for a Facebook wall They say the best songs are three chords and the truth Until the truth requires you to heed the call I'm not a martyr I'm not a headline for your morning news report Or a political debate I'm a man who had some dreams that got cut short A casualty among far too many to soar But the log you are deserved it in the courts And the mission will get tough so you'll abort And leave me a mangled mess that they'll distort Until I'm nothing more than taxidermy for your Facebook wall Taxidermy for your Facebook wall I'll believe that my life matters to you When the Bible's not a tool you use to crucify They say the best songs are three chords and the truth Until the truth and your belief systems don't quite align I was a believer 
Till the blade became my only sanctuary And led me to the unmarked grave where I was buried With the truth you were too cowardly to hear When you were deafened by your xenophobic fears So don't tell me that you're sorry when I'm gone When you could have tried to help me soldier it's a shame a body lying on the floor Could result in nothing more than taxidermy me for your Facebook wall Taxidermy me for your Facebook wall You said something, I think, pretty profound there, right? We're not a monolith, right? And we don't all, like, we, like, we, we, yeah, we don't all, like, think or, or experience coming out or, you know, we don't all process it the same and we don't all, all present it the same and we don't all do it the same. Um, and uh, I think we, particularly when you're like an artist, right? Like, I, I think that, I think that's, like you said, like, it's totally valid, right? Like, I mean, it was funny to me, like how many people like absolutely loved Frank Ocean, like mm. before, <laughs> yes. before like, you know what I mean? Like just on his artistry alone. And then like, for some reason that changed for them mm-hmm. after like, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's just kind of like, well, you know, it's, it's, it's much I, it's hard to justify to begin with, but at that point, it's like, oh, so this is just a, this is really just about this is about you and your like your own like personal like you know issue with like someone's sexuality, like not the artistic narrative. Yes. Are you interested in me because I'm a I'm a I'm a black queer exactly black person, yeah. and that's that's what's in right now for you. And yes, it's, thank and you, it's, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, yes, that's I, absolutely right. Like that's, that's problematic, right? Yeah. Like I, I completely, I, I, I think I, I agree with you. I think that's very clear. And so it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, again, it's part of the, part of the experience, part of, part of, part of life. And thank you for 
being sensitive to that, right? Without without anyone even having to ask you to be like just coming to the table being very sensitive and aware of that and it's like you know it it wasn't that hard right like it was just it was just it was just thoughtful right it's just it's just plain just being very thoughtful and and sensitive and just aware and I think you know if more you know if more publications like with with platforms were that way I think it would just make things a lot easier and, and better and more inclusive yeah and even just in case anyone who's, who's listening who <laughs> is in this position to be transparent when I approached you about doing an episode for pride I remember asking you if you wanted to do like a June an episode focusing on Juneteenth because I didn't want you to feel like you've been essentialized as a black person I just thought yeah. it might be like a good way to also talk about Juneteenth and okay. then it worked out first of all <laughs> you know? I was yes yes so like yes of course. Uh, first of all I was like stoked yeah Super stoked <laughs> and honored because yeah. like Adobe in Tears is everything <laughs> as you know as you I mean as your listeners know it's everything and I'm just like <laughs> You know, like, you know, Rachel, like, you know, you know, I've got like this, I've got this like unique voice and I do this kind of like hybrid singer, songwriter, folk R&B thing. And then sometimes I'll just like release a track that's like soul or sometimes, well, even with like, I just released like a funk, Mm -hmm. a funk hip hop thing called gibberish, you know, like every now and then I have like a quirk and not everyone's like into that so like but like you like you have been one of the again one of one of you know one of the amazing platforms and creators <laughs> really I'm not just saying that just yeah I know but like like you know obviously before that I was like I was like sending you my stuff like hey would you play this hey do you like this hey what do you think of this hey I'm doing this work and so again it's it was an honor because you could ask, you know, you could have asked anyone, but you asked me and I appreciate it. So thank you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I guess we'll we'll end with the song you chose. I'm gonna make a note to myself for that. With Brittany Howard's Stay High. So another example Stay of an high. artist who came out, you know, later in her career. But I think it also made sense because she wasn't writing songs that were explicitly about being in love with women until she did, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Until she did. Yeah. I mean, I feel like people know who Brittany Howard is. Like, yeah. you should know. You should know who Brittany Howard is. Like, she is, uh, <laughs> she's, a, she's a pillar. She's a pillar in the music community. And I just feel like she just, like, got a bunch of Grammys. She's, like, she's she's been around. She's just she's just she's just she's just amazing and she's got this you know she's got this I think ability to connect I think with with people using I would say I would say really really kind of almost 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 retro or maybe maybe cross-generational maybe pre-generational form you know like these forms of like forms of music like 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 retro soul and like blues and other things but like really like making it making it like widespread enough or at least connecting with enough people that they're just like they're just like they're just like into it you know and I I think that stay high is just one of those 
it's just one of those songs where it's just kind of like, did you like, do you, do, 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 even if you don't like listen to the words, you can just feel exactly what she is talking about. Like, I just want to say hi with you. I just want to, I don't want to like, no, nothing's wrong with me. Like, you know, nothing is, nothing, there's nothing wrong with my state of mind. Right. Like I know exactly what, I, what I'm doing. You know, I just I just want to I just want to say hi. And in a time where everything is so heavy. Right. And intense. And like you just need you just need a moment. Right. Like you just need like a, a moment, a moment of euphoria or a moment of bliss, a moment of, uh, of happiness and a moment of relief. I mean, that's what I took away from it. This is it. And like I think all of these artists have like a knack of speaking to the human condition, right? Not just to like black queer one or black, you know, LGBTQ plus one, but like the human condition and stay high to me. It's just like, who, who hasn't, who hasn't ever wanted to like feel that way? Like it's, it's great, right? Like it's great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's great. Like to be high, <laughs> like when you're high, like you just like, you know, it's great. Like you're just, you're, it's great. And there's nothing, it's nothing, wrong with, it's nothing wrong with that. Like there's yeah. nothing, nothing wrong. It's nothing wrong with that. And so, yeah, that's why, that's why I like this. Not to mention it's, it's also like Brittany Howard has a very like beautiful, distinctive, you know, capturing voice and brilliant musician. And I feel like, you know, there's something audio like sonically arresting about mm-hmm. her voice I should say so I I pick Brittany Howard yeah I think I'm gonna speak this into existence but by the end of 2022 I would love for her and Amethyst Kia to collaborate somehow. please 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 don't yes do, do that I don't care <laughs> something I want them to be in the same room <laughs> yes that would, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like I will, I would, I would buy that. I would, I would, I would. I'd get on that. a plane to whatever that is, whatever is happening, I'll, I'll do it. I will, I will, yes, I will, I will go. I will go, I will, I will do whatever. Like I will, I will drop, I will drop everything in my life. I will drop it to just, to be a witness to that. So <laughs> Kia and Brittany Howard, please, like, please, 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 like for everyone, like for everyone, you know, like everyone, everyone will, this will be a, it's a gift. This will be a gift. Everyone will just like, life will be better for everyone. Well, before we listen, I guess I'll do like the sort of closing housekeeping. So thanks for listening. You can find me on social medias. There's a link tree in the show notes <laughs> there's a patreon there's a kofi there's t-shirts and tote bags and stuff on the website if that is something that appeals to you you're gonna need a tote bag to carry your records right if you want to send me music please do that through the website submit hub i just posted and pinned to my twitter some advice for how to approach blogs <laughs> when you're pitching music so that you're not annoying I know that you're very excited about your music, but to make me excited about your music, just be respectful of my time too. <laughs> yeah, so check. feel free to check those things out. And then Terry, how can people find you and your music and say hi and tell you how amazing you are? Oh, I am on... 
Twitter at Terry Blade Music, one word, T-E-R-R-Y-B-L-A-D-E. My website is terryblakemusic.com. I'm on Spotify and other streaming platforms as just Terry Blade. So if you want to check me out, go on there. Uh, I just recently started a Terrence Blade, mm. a Terrence Blade, more formal Terrence Blade Spotify artist page that it's just going to be dedicated to my acoustic folk roots blues material only and strictly because I know I have <laughs> I have music I have I have I have fans who really are like like and in, like into that so really like into that and I think that's where my you know I think that's where I'm probably most comfortable so Terrence Blade you can follow me there I am on Instagram too and Facebook Instagram is t.blademusic and on Facebook, it's Terry Blake Music. So awesome. And I'll link to all these in the show notes for everyone who's keeping score at home and trying to find Terry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for spending a little bit of your afternoon with me. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you, Rachel. It was, it was awesome talking to you and um, listening to some great music.
All original content is copyright Adobe and Teardrops. All original music is copywritten by their respective artists.